Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pesanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve deeper into our series, The Hills Have Size, where we revisit the seminal reality show on MTV, The Hills. Um, today we're di discussing Season 4, Episode 4, Boys Make Girls Cry. Episode titles are really getting me this time. Yeah. That well, they've just been dragging, like, a sentence from dialogue. Yeah. But was that... I guess that was kind of the highlight of this episode. I don't know. I feel like they're they're pushing it. So, little bit of house cleaning. One thing I forgot. Well, actually, two things I forgot. <laughs> so, you guys are listening to this a couple weeks from now. But that means that Frank and I have successfully recorded this podcast for an entire 52 weeks. Yep. It is our podiversary. It is our podiversary. So, yay. And I wanted to say thank you to everybody who's continued to listen and tweet and star rate and review and encourage. You guys have been the best. Yeah, thank you guys so much. We I, have so much fun doing it, and we're really glad that you're enjoying listening to it. And I can't believe that even going from twice a week to once a week to not having a computer for a while, we pulled off 52. We did. Just <laughs> perfectly 52. <laughs> but I'm very excited about it all the same. So my other bit of house cleaning isn't exactly house cleaning, but we discussed Spencer appearing on Emotionally Broken Psychos, and one thing I forgot to ask Frank, because I was curious for his thoughts, were Spencer's statements about his, the roots of his hatred for Lauren. It went back to the sex tape, which we now know was apparently caused by Jason and then Spencer spreading it around. Yeah. And he says the reason he hated Lauren is that she got mad at Heidi and not him. But I think, I'm curious because... When your friend's boyfriend does something like that, I think you have the right to yell at your friend and question her taste in boyfriends also. Oh, 100,000%. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. Like, I thought that was kind of bullshit on his part for him to say, like, oh, it was all my doing. She had no right to be mad at Heidi, and that's why I was mad at her. Well, first of all, he already hated Lauren before the sex tape thing even happened. Like... Yeah. He hated her from jump. Like, there right. was never any, like, good blood between them. And I'm sorry, but if your significant other does something horrible and shitty to your good friend, and you don't reprimand them or take your friend's side, like, if you just do nothing about it, like, you're an asshole. Yeah. Heidi stands there and says, I had nothing to do with it. Yeah, you can't... Right. So he said several times in the interview with Malls, you know, that she took it out on innocent little Heidi, sweet little Heidi. He comes up with different names for her, and I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but other than that, those are my only, my only pieces of house cleaning. Anything for you? Uh, no, that's it. All right, let's, let's get going on this episode, because we go to Vegas, and those are always a little bit more fun. Um, well, we get the preamble first, which is that they mention Holly again, so they're obviously queuing up for the fact that she's going to be moving out to L.A. Yeah. Um, they re-mention Doug and Lauren breaking up and the escalating drama between Audrina and Elsie. Yep. Of course. So, we open and we are at the airport, and the gang is headed to Las Vegas to celebrate Frankie's birthday, which is when? May 30th. So this is only a couple weeks after Audrina's birthday. Three. Yeah. Right? Because her birthday was May 9th? Yeah. Yeah. So three weeks. Yep. 
So basically, they've just been doing nothing but celebrating birthdays, which is not bad. Yeah, all birthdays all the time. Yeah. So the exciting thing about this is the Hills Gang is getting flossy, and they are taking a jet to Vegas this time around. And whose jet are they taking? This is another thing I failed to mention in my house cleaning from last week. They are taking Doug's jet because I also, this, I, they mention it, um, in the second season of Laguna Beach, Doug and Casey Reinhardt's stepfather is the big source of their money, apparently. And he is the inventor of the frozen burrito. I, which is kind of funny (laughs) that somebody actually gets credited with that. Like, did he work for Old El Paso? I don't know. I have no idea. Or maybe he's the one that... Maybe there was a breakthrough in the freezing technology or the packaging or... I don't know. It didn't say. But I think... I'm pretty sure Wikipedia says inventor of the frozen burrito. Interesting. Yeah. Does that mean that some housewife was <laughs> credited with freezing leftovers? Like, I it's don't just, know. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. So they're taking Doug's private jet and it's pretty nice. Well, I mean, I've never been on a private jet that wasn't nice. I've never been on a private jet. Well, I mean, I've jet. never been on one, but, like, are there such a thing as a not a nice private jet? There are, like, little planes that are, like, old school, but they still work. They oh, can like be, a, like, cars. I mean, like a Cessna? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. I have been on one of those. Me too. Actually, my parents used to have, my dad used to have one. But, yeah, um, my friend's dad had one of those, and I remember getting on it thinking it would be like a private jet. And it no, was, no, yeah. no, no, no. But yeah, when, I, I, don't, I don't call that a private plane. Like, that's just right. a plane. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think if you're saying private plane, you mean like a Gulfstream or like well, a jet. Well, maybe we should distinguish between plane and jet. They're yeah. on a private jet. Jet, yes, There we are. go. <laughs> but my favorite is that I... I think Lowe said it to Lauren, like, I can't believe you broke up with a guy who has a jet. No, Stephanie. Oh, Stephanie said it? Yeah. Well, because I'm sure that's part of her motivation for later this season. I'm sure. My favorite thing about Stephanie in this scene is that she is dressed like a streetwalker. Oh, Vegas. But they, she even changes before they go out. This is just her plain outfit. Yeah. So Stephanie is wearing, I think, shorts or a mini skirt, but it could have been shorts. And a corset tank top and huge platform sandals on a plane. Lauren is also dressed very nicely and she looks great. She looks like she's going to a business thing though. She's wearing like oversized flared pants, a tank top and her big Chanel bag. But yeah. Well, I think that they... They all change later. You either dress in like juicy couture sweats so you to be on a sleep. jet, private private jet, or yeah. you like dress to the nines and look like a flying mattress. That was actually my favorite part of the most recent Real Housewives trip to Hong Kong when they all showed up and were talking about their brand new name brand this and their name brand that. Erica Jane rolled up in sweats. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you get it, girl. 14-hour flight. So they get onto the plane and Stephanie asks... Um, this is going to be such a fun group, whatever. Oh, wait, where are Justin and Andrina? And Lauren says they're taking another plane. And she says, oh, why? And Lauren says, it's a long story, Steph. Like, it's so heartbreaking. She doesn't want to talk about it. And I don't get... Because does she, does she bring it up now or later? Later. Okay, so I don't... We'll talk about it later when it happens. But I don't understand because this event occurred the night before. Yeah. So this Vegas plan didn't come up this morning. Like, they've had it for a while, I'm sure. So, Audrina and Justin Bobby were already taking a different plane. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, the fight had nothing to do with them not being on that plane. 
They um, already weren't going to be on the plane before the fight. So I would, you would think so. So then they all are toasting with champagne and Brody decides to give a toast to Stephanie and says having her there is as good as having Spencer there. Almost as good as having Spencer there. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, it was a real dick move on his part and he's really like going after her. Yes. And making it uncomfortable for everyone. And I don't get why. Yeah. Well, I have another question about that when we get there. So then the gang gets there and they're staying at the Venetian Mm -hmm. and Lauren is carrying an old school vintage style suitcase. The ones with like, almost like in the movie Blow where he, you know, has the false bottoms with the metal rim and hers is red. It's really cute. They're just, it's really impractical, but I'm pretty sure they're going for one day. Yeah. It was just one night. I think she has one outfit in there and that's it. Yeah. So then... (laughs) Lo and Stephanie ask Lauren and make fun of her. They say, who are you going to make out with tonight, Doug or Brody? So I guess we've officially established that Brody is single again. I guess so. And Cora is gone. She's not there. Yeah. And Lo says, I think it's going to be Brody. And Stephanie goes, I'm going to pick Doug just to keep it exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was hilarious. So then they say that, you know, Brody's toast on the plane was really inappropriate and they're not sure why he did that. And... Lauren says, Stephanie, I think the best thing you can do is just show him that he's wrong about you. Which is true. I, Lauren owns it later, but I think she's, she's egged on both sides of this, but at least she takes ownership over it later. My question is, why is Stephanie invited? Uh, good question. Frankie is best friends with Brody and Brody clearly doesn't like her. And... It's Frankie's birthday, so it's not really Lauren's to invite her to. I'm assuming production. Yeah. It's very strange that she's even there. Audrina and Justin are at least part of the group. Stephanie's not really. No. Did Frankie go to her birthday? Yeah. Remember? Because Brody was like, Frankie, we're leaving. Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe they formed a little bond then. I don't know. I I still think that's... Yeah, I think it's pushing it. So then we are back in LA and we're at Shea Ambiant and Spencer's actually playing with his video games and I got excited. He's playing with his video games, but the jellyfish tank is gone again. <gasps> Bastards. Hmm. I noticed that he was using both guns in that game too. And I almost feel like <laughs> it's a different game because before it was video game, video game, video game, jellyfish tank. And this time it was video game, video game, video game door to the bedroom like yeah. the the one he was playing was only a couple inches from the door frame yeah so i think it's why i don't know i he's think he playing, have, like switched up the video game. he's playing area 51 too which i'm guessing is like a zombie alien type game uh it's an alien shoot 'em up game yeah and he's using both guns and yeah. he's playing both, both players. players yeah which would be pretty fun actually yeah. um did you notice all the bags of shit on the floor sure did what's with that are all those stuff probably yeah because it wasn't even folded nicely or something. No, it's probably Holly's stuff. Because mm. I'm sure she'd already been there for a while at that point. Yeah, but they're like gift ba- They're like store bags. It looks like Nordstrom's bags and stuff. Oh, to me it looked like those opaque shopping bags like you'd get at a store, but like with a bunch of folded clothes in them. Like they were just like someone was like hauling around. Like not stuff you'd bought, but something you were okay. using to hold your clothes. Interesting. Okay. Which would make sense if Holly had just moved and she'd brought all her stuff from 
Yeah, like, I, I think Holly had already been there at that point. Yeah. Well, there we go. We've ruined this scene for you. Uh, Heidi comes home and tells Spencer that Holly's moving there. Yeah. What? Oops. Sorry. And she, of course, will be staying with Spencer and Heidi. Spencer is horrified by this, which would be very annoying, but you have to take it with Spencer's tone. And so he is, he's pissed off and Heidi asks, what was she supposed to do? It will be temporary. It's her sister, blah, blah, blah. And Spencer says, oh, and Heidi says, she'll have her own separate room. That's news to me. I, it, this comes up later too, and I'll save it for then, but like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like I thought they had a small one bedroom apartment with no real dining area because it's taken up with the video games and a living room with the TV. Yep. Now they apparently not only have a guest room, but some other stuff we'll talk about later. Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. Me either. But I wrote that down in quotes, own separate room. Yeah. Mm. Maybe I've never she meant another bedroom. Maybe she meant the couch, but I highly doubt it because Spencer's glued to the couch. Yeah. Yeah. So she says, why are you so upset about this? And Spencer says, I just know what it's going to do to our relationship. Watch. And then Heidi walks away and just closes the bedroom door, which is right next to the video game. Yep. Yeah. Very strange. So we go back to Vegas and the girls go upstairs to the boys' room and they are staying in the penthouse. The boys mm. always stay in the penthouse. Always. Yeah. When they went to the Palms too, the boys did it right and the girls did it wrong. Because they're baller. Aren't penthouses big enough they could all stay in one? No. Oh. Okay. Like in terms of, like, you know, not if everybody wanted their own room. Okay. There are a lot of them. Okay. I, I was asking. I have no idea. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, those penthouses, they're not like six bedroom penthouses. How many bedrooms are there? Two, I think. Oh, okay. If that. Oh, okay. It just seems like with all those sofas and everything else, but I guess the girls probably also want to escape whatever the boys do late night, which I think is fair. Because even the real world penthouse in the Palms, they all didn't have their own rooms, right? I don't know. I feel like those guys shared rooms. So maybe four. I think in the real world, they always do. Share a room? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, the real world penthouse would probably be one of the bigger ones in terms of numbers of rooms just because it was for the real world. Yeah. And maybe, like, four at most. Like, okay. I mean, a penthouse isn't so much, like, a billion rooms. It's more just, like, gigantic. Like, living rooms, dining well, and, rooms, balconies, yeah. your own pool. And you can have your own party. Yeah. There's billiards and other things. Yeah. yeah that's right. So then Lauren gives everyone in the room the scoop on what happened with Audrina. So they were at Goa, and there was, according to Lauren, there was a table of Lauren, Lo, and their friends, and Audrina and her friends. Lauren tried to get her attention and said, Audrina, Audrina, Audrina. And then Audrina just turned around and said, I'm here with my friends. Allegedly, that's yes. what she said. I said, according to yeah. Lauren. So Brody, who is just being a woman hater this entire episode says, you know what I'd say to that? I tell her to get out of my house. Well, and this is where I get confused because we went from Brody being like, where's Audrina? Like, was she coming to like, get her out of your house? Yeah. Kick her out. Like, you don't need to put up with this. Get her out. And he's like, I've been saying this all for a while. Yeah. He's very heated about this all of a sudden. Yeah. And Lauren says, no, it's sad. She was one of my best friends and I don't want it to be like this. And Frankie says, but you just answered your own question. She was one of your best friends. And Lauren says she doesn't want to deal with losing another friend. And Brody says, get her out of your house and be on with it. He's being so harsh this episode. I know. I've never been less attracted to Brody and it's upsetting me. Yeah, he's being a real dick. <laughs> he is. 
So... And also, not for nothing, but Lauren needs to be a little introspective and realize the common denominator in all of these missing friends is Lauren. Yeah. And, well, we can talk about this when we hear it from Audrina's point of view. So then we go back to Chez Ambiance briefly, and Holly arrives to the apartment building. She had a 14-hour drive from Colorado. And Heidi gives her hugs, and even Spencer's cordial at first. Yeah, he gives I was her a hug. A surprise. He gives her a hug and asks her how the drive was, but then goes back to his rude self and says that they're leaving and they have dinner plans. And Heidi says, "We we would have you know changed our plans if we had known when you were getting here." Um. Okay. And then Spencer gets out a gripe that they're thirty minutes late for their reservation. So clearly they knew she was close. Bye? Or schedule a later dinner when you know someone's arriving? Or invite them? Yeah, I don't... Why you would make dinner reservations for a set time when you clearly have no social life, so you could do whatever. Yeah. On the day that your sister is arriving from Colorado. Like, it made no sense. No, it's really rude. Yeah. You should be ordering in or taking her out. Yeah. Yep. But... To be fair, Holly takes it in stride and just says, no, I'm totally good. I'm tired. Go have fun. <laughs> so I don't think I would be that nice about that, but good No, and it's just all the interactions with Spencer and Holly are just super awkward. Like, super awkward. There's just, like, this gross underlying tension, and Holly just looks like... Compl- she's like a puppy dog that someone keeps kicking and coming back for more. I know. Because she refuses to, like, stand up for herself. She just kind of kowtows even more to him. I know. So then we go back to Vegas and Justin and Audrina arrive at the Venetian and Audrina says it's going to be an interesting night. Things with her and Lauren are awkward. They were at Goa last night. So this was just the night before. She said she was talking to her friends and her sister and Lauren kept trying to get her attention and she didn't want to end her conversation And she says, so I don't know, maybe Lauren's feelings were hurt that I was, you know, finishing my conversation before I went over to talk to her. And she said, but ever since we moved in together, the tension's just been growing. And I think sometimes friends grow apart and I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. So. And also, I can totally picture this. Like, Adrena having a conversation and drunk Lauren being like, Adrena, Adrena, Adrena. Like, I can 100% That's exactly what I thought. Audrina's there with her Hot Topic friends and her cool sister. They're talking about who's got the newest tattoo and did you hear this album? And drunk Lauren is being annoying as hell. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. Now, the only thing that I'm a little confused about is that Lauren said that Audrina never talked to her. And Audrina also never said, like, when I finished my conversation, I then went over to Lauren. So it seems like Audrina was a little in the wrong, too. Because if she never did, like, revisit it, then... She blew her off, I think. Yeah. Well, (laughs) if she noticed Lauren was really drunk and annoying, maybe she pretended to forget to go say hi. Oh, very possible, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you run into one of your friends annoyingly wasted... I, I would pull a dip, probably. I don't know. We all seem to suffer through it at book club. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, then we go back to Vegas, and we are at Cut. Cut is all the rage. Yeah, I want to know how much Wolfgang Puck paid to yeah. have his restaurant shouted out two weeks in a row. Not much. Two not, different locations. Not as much as Boulevard 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, someone says... Again, where's Audrina? 
Brody immediately tweaks and says, I'm sick of talking about her. Okay, it's not your birthday. Pipe down. And you're the one that brought her up in the penthouse, dum-dum. Yeah. I, I don't know. So then poor little Stephanie, poor little guinea pig Stephanie says, Brody, I want to know why you told Lauren not to talk to me. They haven't even had a drink yet. Oh, yeah, it's so stupid because, well, first of all, Stephanie's hair looks like crap on a stick. Like, I, she just can't figure her hair out. Oh, and her her makeup's a bit much, too. Yeah, it was a bit much. But, um, I mean, I guess this is the kind of dumb shit you do when you're in your early 20s, but read the room. Like, not the time or place, Stephanie. Yeah. Like, pull him aside privately. You don't, like, bring it up at a dinner full of people at Frankie's birthday in Vegas. Dumb. Yeah. So Brody says, I didn't tell her not to talk to you. I told her I was skeptical. I've known you for a long time, and you're a little crazy. Stephanie understandably gets offended because he's being very rude about it. He's not answering her question in a polite way at all. And he says, I just told her to be careful. You are a little crazy. And she says, please stop calling me crazy. Well, and she says, rightfully so. And I think that's why she got so upset. She's like, that's when I was using. Like, when I was using, I was crazy. But she's like, I'm clean now. Yeah. And he's like, you're crazy. Which basically is, I mean, was really shitty on his part because it's implying that, like... She's constantly a mess, and I almost wonder if it's a part, like, it almost seems like he's questioning her sobriety as well, which is kind of, like, the same as the Kim Richards thing on Ballot Houses of Beverly Hills. Right. So I think that's an also why she was on set on, on top of it. Of course. It's like, you're nuts, and you don't think I'm clean, and I've got, like, worked so hard to get my act together, and... And I'm on Stephanie's side when it comes to that, because she's sitting at a table in Las Vegas, surrounded by everyone having cocktails except yeah. her. And then someone calls her crazy. Yeah, I know. It was it was a real shitty, shitty... So she starts to cry, and she... And Lauren leans on her and says, Steph, look, let's go to the bathroom. And it's sweet of Lauren, actually, to come to her aid. And what they end up doing is going all the way back to the room, actually. Yeah, and I don't think they... And they don't come back to dinner. No. <laughs> they just, like, bounce. Yeah. And this is where Stephanie... Her tears make the eyeliner situation worse. She did that early 2000s thing where you make your eyeliner match your dress. So she's wearing a magenta purple and blue. It almost looks like a, um, the BCBG bandeau dress, an earlier iteration. And so her eyeliner is several colors. And when she's crying, it's just like crying a rainbow. It's (laughs) it's a little sad. Mermaid tears. Right. So as she starts crying and they get up to go to the bathroom, Doug is the one that actually tries to keep the peace. And says, this is not the time or place. We don't need drama. We haven't even had a drink yet. Like, let's just have dinner and have fun. Let's be done with it. And he, Stephanie gets up anyway. And Doug looks at Brody and says, you're making girls cry now, dude? Just totally fair. Yep, he didn't, 100%. He didn't need to go after her like that. And Lauren looks really pretty. She does. Yeah, she does look really pretty. <laughs> That's my last note. She's a very similar to what she wore on her date with Stephen Coletti, the one-shouldered navy blue dress. This is a one-shouldered, nude, sheer top with sparkles on it. I'm into and it. And jeans. And jeans, yeah. I'm into it. Um, well, now, one of my notes, and he does kind of make amends for it later, but I wanted to know why Frankie didn't step in. Like, it's his birthday, it's his birthday yeah. dinner, and be like, hey, like, both of you. Like, not the time or place, drop it. I was surprised that Lauren didn't step in a little more. I know she comforted Stephanie, and she did correct Stephanie. She said... Brody didn't tell me not to talk to you. He told me to be cautious. So she sort of did, but I feel like she could have said, Brody, you don't need to be that mean. 
Oh, I a thousand percent know why she didn't step in. And um, I kind of, I had this note later when there, she's talking to Stephanie, but it's because it's her fucking fault. Right. She told Stephanie what Brody said, and if she yelled at Brody too much, he would have been like, well, Lauren, why did you fucking tell her that? Like, I was trying to be your friend and warn you that this girl can be trouble sometimes, and then you go and fucking run your mouth to her, <laughs> and now you've caused all this shit. Yeah. So she's no dummy. She was just going to be like, zip, zip it. I'm yeah. just going to sit here and say nothing. Right. So then we follow the girls to the room immediately. We don't have to take a commercial break or go back to fucking Spencer and Heidi's house. Thank God. So Lauren says to Stephanie, it's not easy to be the bigger person. So she's telling Stephanie to get over it and just let Brody get away with it, which... <sighs> fine. She's not... She's not wrong. It is... It is harder to be the bigger person, but Brody does owe her an apology too. So I don't think Stephanie owes Brody an apology for that. No. So, then Stephanie says, I just don't know why boys always have to make girls cry, which is a bit extreme. And then Lauren starts speaking at inspirational posters. Yes. And says, don't ever cry over someone who wouldn't cry over you. Yeah. Okay, Hallmark. Yeah. Fuck you, Lauren. (laughs) It's like those things people have in offices of like the rowing team and it says teamwork on them. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this again, where she was like, Lauren, Lauren's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And I'm like, um, actually it is like right. it's a thousand percent. Lauren's well, fault. and she continues to speak in emotional, like inspirational posters because she says, Stephanie, that was you then. And you're better today. So, and Stephanie says, I know, but even when I was using, I was selfish, but I was never mean. And Brody was really mean. Really mean. Yeah. Yeah. So Lauren says, well, if anything else happens, I will leave with you. And I know that all of this is partially my fault and I'm sorry. So at least she owned it in private. I was surprised to hear her say that. And so they kind of get Stephanie back together and they meet everyone at the club. At LAX. Yep. Um, Where Frankie is shithoused. Yes. And we see Justin and... Audrina walking the little red carpet together when they get there. And Audrina's wearing quite the dress. Yes, she is. It is teeny and body hugging. And then when she turns around later, you realize it's almost backless as well. So she looks good. So then Brody and Justin discuss all this tension with the girls momentarily. And for someone who's tired of talking about it, Brody dove in head first Driven head first and is full of shit. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, yeah, I stay out of it, man. Like, we're bros and we're cool and I don't get like, it. It's fine. Like, we stay out of the girl's mess. And I'm like, you, you are love in it. it to win it, dude. Yeah. Like, you, you could love not be shit. more into it if you tried. Yeah. So, <laughs> then, God, it gets so confusing. So, then Frankie is talking to Adrina and says, so is everything all cool? And she says, no, things just keep escalating and well, escalating. Well, first, Audrina says, talks to Lo. Yes. Very pleasantly. And it's just like, you know, hey, how are you? Did you guys get in? Did you, Lo asked her if she had dinner? And she goes, no, like, we just got dressed and came straight here. It seemed like a perfectly cordial, n- normal conversation. I agree. And then, and this is where I don't get why they keep doing things like this. Audrina is a foot from Lo. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And Frankie's drunkenly saying, like, what are, what's going on with you guys? And Adrina's like, well, it's just really awkward. And I'm like, there's no way she can't hear you. I know. I don't know. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, way to make it ten times more awkward. Yeah. And so Adrina says it keeps escalating. 
And Frankie says, you know, he doesn't want it to be dealt with on his birthday, but that they should definitely talk. And then he says, it's not okay for you two not to be okay. Why? The whole group is really going up in flames because of Audrina and Lauren? I don't think no. so. I don't think so. So then Frankie pulls Lauren aside. And says, I talked to Audrina. She said she's going to talk to you tomorrow, not tonight, because I asked her not to. And I did tell her that she disrespected you at Goa. And that she needs to say she's sorry. And, and I'm like, no, you didn't. And we didn't see that. He did not tell he her He is that. completely playing both sides of the fence. Yes. He's trying to get Lauren to want to talk to Audrina, is yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, Audrina and Justin are sitting in this weird back room. This is what I don't get. What the, is that? The I VIP. Mean, they were in the VIP for sure, but um, I didn't understand why Justin was like, well, I don't understand why you're letting it bother you, and that's why we're stuck back here, and like they're out there having fun. And I'm like, you're in the fucking VIP. Like, that's pretty fun. Well, they are in one of the VIP balcony suite things, right? Yeah. But Justin and Andrina went back to like the private boom boom room area. That's what I mean. Like yeah. like the the ultra VIP. Like that's where they were. I was. But like, isn't it attached to the porch that everybody's on? I don't. Well, I have I haven't been to LAX, so I don't know. But oh. I. Anybody? Let us know. I assume that they just like went into the like private area of that whole the same space. Oh, maybe. But they were the only people there. I know. I think everyone else was out in the club being stared at and dancing to the music and they went into the little red room and that's also probably where the VIP bathroom is, right? Probably. Yeah. yeah. It's almost, it looked like a lobby almost between the bathroom and the balcony area. Well, but it had table service. There was a table with the yeah. stuff on it. So. Right. I don't know. It was very odd. But this is where I saw her dress was backless and they decide that they're going to leave. Things are apparently that painful they're going to leave. Yeah. Well, I mean, not for nothing, but, like, I would do that. I mean, there's 800 million clubs in Vegas where they could be having fun. Like, they don't need to be in awkward land. Yeah. I would probably have left, too. Yeah. I also feel like a tipsy apology might have been the way to go. It's like, I'm sorry about last night. Want to have fun tonight? Like, can't... I guess not. Well, but I don't think... There's a risk of backfire that approach but well and lauren doesn't operate like that so if audrina had done that what would have ended up happening was lauren would have wanted to like hash it out and it would have gotten annoying real fast i guess so but they leave they leave and my favorite part about them leaving is and we never i think it's the first time we've ever seen it on the hills they're walking out and there are three guys who are waiting to get into the club who visibly like freak out and get real excited that it's Audrina and Justin Bobby and they're like kind of pointing. Yeah. Um, which is funny because we don't see them recognized on the show no. ever. They're but, also probably really excited because Audrina looks banging. Yeah, she looks amazing. Yeah. So then we go back to LA and we are at Bolt House. Heidi is in her office and she is wearing a thin cotton t-shirt with hot pink press-on letters that say, I want more. Of all the things that we've seen her wear in this episode, why is she wearing that at the office? Mm. Give me a break. So Spencer calls her and says, we need to talk seriously. We cannot talk about this over the phone. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, outside, <laughs> I'm outside Bolt House. So we go down to the alley, vintage style. Heidi hops in the car. And Spencer complains that Holly deleted three shows off well, the TV. that he, and I, again, this is where I am on his side a little bit. Not as much as usual. But, 
So he said that he like wakes up and he's like, and I, Holly's all pressed up on the couch in her pajamas and she's deleted three of my shows off the TiVo and she tries to claim that she hasn't figured out how to use it yet. And then she's half naked on my rowing machine. Where is the rowing machine? Like where's th- that apartment is not big enough for that. And also half naked. What shorts and a sports bra? Probably. I, but I am with him because there is, I mean, this is where he loses me. Now, if you're Heidi, or say you are me, because thank God my house guest is the fuck out of my house now, he moved. But um, <laughs> if you've worked all day, and you come home, and someone who is not paying rent is just, like, lounged up on your couch watching your television, it's annoying. Of course it, it, it is. It makes you aggravated. So, I, on the one hand, I get where he's coming from, but he also doesn't work, so I don't... Right. I mean, she's just cutting in on his lounge time. Yeah. So... Heidi says, you did not call me out of work to talk about the TiVo. And she says, I don't know what to tell you. It's my sister. And she says, maybe you should get out of the house. You shouldn't be there so much. I like that. I was on board with that. It's accurate. Yeah. Because Heidi, at least, I guess, gets out of the house more than he does for feminine things like shopping or nails or hair or, you know, this fake stuff at work. Spencer doesn't do any of that. Nope. He's not into jujitsu yet. He's not into crystals yet. But also, I think that that is probably why Holly would be ten times more annoying. Yeah. Because he's used to being home all day by himself or just with with Heidi. And, like, if someone else is in your space, it's like, ah. Yeah. Of course. But. And I do feel like um, TiVo deletion is, that's, like, cause for death. When my husband moved in with my former roommate and I, she... Definitely called me at work one day to complain about something he was doing. I said, well, I'm not there and you're going to have to tell him that he's just annoying you. Like, I agree. That's annoying. But just tell him. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want him to eat your food? Be like, hey, dick, don't eat my food. Yeah. Yeah. So then we go back to Vegas for the final scene of the episode. The girls are packing up their things. They ask what time they got home last night. 4 4 a.m. Yeah. Rowdy night. They tell Lauren that she has to talk to Audrina, that it's gotten really awkward and no one wants to deal with it anymore. And Lowe even says, I feel like we've both tried on separate occasions to approach Audrina about the awkwardness and it hasn't gone well. That is accurate, but I think Lowe is also, she's leaving her awkward stuff out of it. So I noticed, I think my style winner in this scene is Stephanie. Really? She's got the high-waisted black shorts on again. And a sleeveless polka dot top tucked in. She looks very cute. All right. I also, I don't think we saw anyone else's outfit from head to toe, but. I don't think so either. <laughs> she looks very cute. Stephanie's tall and she's very leggy. So I think a, a high-waisted short does her a lot of favors. So then there is a knock on the door and it is Frankie. Yep. And... He says that he got a phone call at 9 a.m. Well, they asked, they were like, how are you doing? And he's like, not good. Yeah. He's like, I didn't, and this is where things get funny because he's like, I didn't sleep at all. He's like, because I got a phone, a text at 9 a.m. And I'm like, huh? Like, didn't sleep at all. Like, were you planning on going to bed at 9 a.m.? Like, and you got this, like, what's going on, Frankie? <laughs> um, that Brody is in jail uh, because Doug got punched and Doug is in jail as well. It's a big cliffhanger. Big cliffhanger. We just don't know what's going to happen. Um, and so that's where it ends. Where, and this is a two-part, so we'll get part two uh, next time. They aired it the very next day. 
But the pre the the um, preview for next time for part two is um, jail drama. It looks like they're trying to find Brody um, and Doug. Like they're calling all the jails, trying to hunt him down. And bondsman. Very similar to uh, when Jax gets arrested in Hawaii for stealing the sunglasses. Yes. Um, uh, then we also get the Elsie and Audrina hash out with probably the most famous screen grab of all the hills, yep. which is Lauren's black mascara tear will be next episode. Um, and we get some Holly and uh, Spencer bullshit drama. Half naked on the rowing machine. Half naked on the rowing machine. All right, guys. Well, uh, join us next week for part two. <sighs> and that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Frankly B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at B at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey, it's Mayor B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time.